right. Good afternoon. My name is Mikai Eastman, and here I have my friends Jadon Bell and Melanie Urhammer. We are to discuss different views on how race plays a huge part in theater in terms of how we are cast and how we're typed as individuals and artists. I have Jadon, who specializes as an actor, who's gone through various productions of mine that I've actually directed him in, and I want to talk to him specifically about how he was able to translate what we learned going to school together into how he can, intends to take that career professionally as he moves on, and even some of his experiences. And we have Melanie, who has been a costume designer for me multiple times, but specifically going to school to study acting and how she, as a white passing Latinx woman, has different opinions as to whether or not how she was able to see herself as represented through different artists and different lens of directors or writers and so on and so forth. But first of all, I want to thank you too for taking the time to speak with me about this, especially on such short notice, but I really appreciate it. I want to start off with saying, yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> um, I just want to start off with say, as a director and writer, my mission has been to transcend type, as at least in terms of how you look. Because obviously, there's going to be certain things of I can't know what an experience of a 60 year old grandfather is. I can only do my best from what you know I've, I've spoken to my grandfather or see how other people interact with others, but. There are certain things that don't have to be preconceived. And an example would be if I'm thinking of the ingenue or the juvenile, it doesn't always have to be necessarily the pale skin, uh, blonde hair, blue eyed tenor or, uh, or alto even. There's this thing that we've kind of trapped ourselves in through hundreds of years of this is how we're able to understand theater. And it's going to make it easier for us as an audience to say, well, this is what A, B, and C looks like. And if they look like this, it'll help me understand the characterization of the plot. And that's how it's been since the Greeks. And even especially in the Renaissance with the invention of the a Commedia dell'arte archetypes and things like that. I think that we as humans have at least the capacity to step past that. And I wanted to get your thoughts on that with your personal experiences and what you might think of things like that. Yeah, I uh, think... I mean... Who wants to go first? <laughs> you can go ahead. Okay. Um, I think, like, as someone who... Um, I recently learned that um, casting directors tend to cast me as ingenues or like the romantic love interest. Um, and it just kind of makes me wonder um, if I weren't so, cause I'm, I'm Dominican, I'm half Dominican and I'm half German. So I have those two sides of me. Um, and I feel like often the European side comes out a lot <laughs> during auditions and things like that. And it makes me wonder if I, if I didn't have this like specific look, if I were like, if casting directors would even like consider me mess like for the ingenue part. And another thing is this year I've, that I've noticed, um, I recently started straightening my hair a lot this year. Um, 
when years before when I'd straighten my hair, I looked a lot more Latina, a lot more Latinx, and I wouldn't get called back for ingenue roles. And I've noticed that this year specifically that I've been styling my hair in a more like, I guess, Eurocentric way, I've been looked at for more love interest parts, which which has been pretty interesting um, looking at that. Yeah, those are my thoughts for now on that. <laughs> Appreciate it. Um, yeah, yeah, um, for sure. I, I think it, I think a lot of it stems from being like, I think a lot of it snowballed in a way, you know what I mean? It's like, we've taken, we've, we've been for so long writing all of these parts for specific people and specific people and specific people that now it might be that like the people who do this a lot don't really know how to write other characters outside of their own like little bubble. So they don't really know how to like put everybody and they may kind of see it as sort of an authenticity is a sacrifice for like diversity in a way, you know, like let's maybe, maybe let's not be so diverse and let's write the character that I know and let's write the character that like everybody else knows. But I think Makai had a really good point when he brought up kids. Cause like a kid is a kid. Like, you know, I don't think a kid has to look a certain way because a kid's just a kid. Like, a, a kid can just be anything. A kid's kind of that perfect blank canvas that you can mold into whatever you want. So I think that's kind of a very interesting thing to think about because it's like, you know, why are kids always looking like this? Or why do kids always kind of step like this? Maybe that can be the branch that people can kind of branch out from and start kind of playing around with and maybe that'll help them in the future to write other characters that will be more diverse for people only passes and other i i kind of got i kind of got one one speed as far as people are concerned so you know it's kind of like that i kind of so I wrote a paper once on color conscious casting versus colorblind casting in the acting mm-hmm. community. And I talked a lot about how directors um, are scared of like the diversity tokenism and like all of that. So they tend to not like include characters written specifically for people of color because they don't want to have like that token character and like, and then they would rather just colorblind cast everybody and like kind of just have like, you know, the mixed, the mixed ambiguous looking girl and then like maybe one black guy that's also gay because why not? Like, let's just fit all of the, all of the like diversity quotas in there at once. Um, And I just think it's more of a matter of hiring the right people. I think it's more of a matter of like making sure that there are people of color on your creative and artistic staff so you know like if you're writing something like like how you were saying if you're writing a kid like yeah a kid is something you can mold so much but there's such a big difference between how a hispanic kid grows up versus how a black kid grows up versus how a white kid grows up so i think it's just purely like on the job of like the playwright the director the artistic staff to just like do some research and have people that they can go to to kind of like fact check and just like make sure that they're not doing anything that isn't appropriate for the show that they're doing. Um, Yeah. I totally agree. And I'm thinking about it in terms of, I write shows and I direct shows. 
the shows that I write tend to have a focus towards people of color. And that's simply because of the message that I'm trying to push forward as in these experiences are not necessarily exclusive to people of color, but it, it lends itself that what I've gone through is more relatable and makes more sense with the people that I've grown up around and what I've surrounded myself with, at least in terms of my family, because I've, I come from, you know, a very mixed bag in my family. You know, my, I got Mexicans, I got uh, Guyanese Indians, I've got Black people, all just kind of meshed up in there. And that creates a very specific type of culture <laughs> that uh, I've had to grow up with. And even when I went to school, I've always gone to predominantly white schools or predominantly white institutions, like both my colleges that I've attended. And I think it's interesting, especially once I started doing theater, how it's perceived that, okay, we look at Fences by August Wilson. I'm gonna use the two extremes that I can think about. Fences, and we look at, for example, All My Sons and uh, Arthur Miller. When I was in high school, <laughs> we did two casts of Arthur Miller's All My Sons, and there was a lot that went into it, <laughs> but I'm going to look at, I'm look at it, <laughs> how it was for what it was. John knows what I'm talking about because he was there. But yep. <laughs> just taking that the production problems out of it, all my sons was able to easily translate to us being black people because there was nothing specific that had to be mentioned of, um, you know, there wasn't like, oh yeah, we're going to our annual clan meeting or, you know, oh, we're going to <laughs> our, you know, sharecropping hoedown. No, there wasn't anything like that. Like it was, it, it's a, uh, it's pretty ambiguous in terms of who the killers had to be. Like, yes, historically, you can look at it as in, well, you know, what is most likely going to come out of owning an airplane business in the 40s? Like, yeah, it would definitely nine out of ten times be a white person. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but looking at that versus taking Once on This Island, for example, and how the love... They love to have productions of colorblind ones on this island for whatever reason. Or even when I was in Ithaca, New York, and they did in essentially an all-white production of Hairspray. And because they didn't have the people of color to cast it, they decided that, well, we still want to do this show, but we're going to change the narrative. It's instead of it being a race thing, we're going to make it a body thing. So they're going to focus on the plot of, yes, Tracy is heavier set than everybody else. Like, how do we highlight that versus, you know, the white and black thing? So I wanted to get your thoughts on that when they tried to impose colorblind casting in order to suit the need of, oh, well, we don't have the cast to do this. So how do we how do we fix this? I have thoughts. <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts. I don't know if I'm going to get them in, in order, but um, so with the hairspray thing, that's missing the point. <laughs> right. Um, like I think it's so important. Like when you 
go in to do a show. Obviously, I haven't directed anything major, but I know if I were to, I would research the historical meaning behind the show that I'm doing, especially if it's a time period piece like Hairspray, which takes place at a very important time in America, like the 1960s, uh, where segregation and all that was happening. So if you choose to do a show like Hairspray and make it about body acceptance, which is, <laughs> the show is already about body acceptance, but that it also has the main point, which is what is like racism and what is like all of those things that were going on in the 60s and like segregation. And I think if you don't have the people, don't do the show. Like simple, like simple as that. If you don't have the right amount of people to do the show that you want to do, don't do it. But then there's also the, the whole like idea of like, well then how do you educate people on a topic? Like, so if there's no black people like in a city, like these other white people are never gonna see fences. But then like the the white people still shouldn't do fences. But it's like there's also the whole idea of like, okay, so if you don't have the diversity, you just don't do the show and then no one ever gets exposed to the show, which mm -hmm. is pretty like controversial. I think if it's done in an educational setting, um Maybe that could work, but I don't think professional theaters should ever touch something if they don't have the people for it. Like, if they have auditions and people of color don't show up, or, like, enough people of color don't show up, I think the show should be canceled or switched for another one. Yeah. Hey, man, I 100% uh, agree. I'm in 1,000% agreement of uh, what you just said right there. Because, like, you know, I don't... I don't think hairspray, because like you said, hairspray is not just about body acceptance. I think hairspray is just about accepting. Like it's everybody. There are gay people in hairspray. There are colored people in hairspray. And then there's heavy set people in hairspray. And it's about everybody kind of coming together and being like, you know, united and hey, we can all do this too. So I think by removing certain aspects of that show, you're then taking away from the general message and hurting the show like as a whole. And when it comes to other shows like Once on This Island or like Fences, where like if you don't have the cast for it, then you shouldn't do the show because there are just certain things that certain cultures as a whole can't really relate to that these shows will cover. Like Once on This Island takes heavily from like, you know, Caribbean music and stuff. And I, being a West Indian man, know a little bit about Caribbean music. And if I'm seeing a bunch of people who have never heard a Calypso song in their life trying to sing Calypso, it's like, well, no, that's not really how it's going to work out. No, this is awful. Or another example is um, my sophomore year in high school, I went to high school with Makai, and uh, the school did In the Heights. And one of the guys who was playing Usnavi, you can clearly tell, had never listened to a hip-hop song in his life, ever. And me being the sophomore, I'm wanting to go, hey, here's how rap music works. You're doing it incorrectly. Here's kind of how it goes, but I can't, because then it's going to be like, oh, little underclassman, whatever. You don't know what you're talking about. But it was just one of those things where it's like one cast was clearly doing better than the other because they had come up in that background. They had come up with that type of music. They understood what was happening while the other guy was just kind of not, and he didn't understand it, and it wasn't his fault. It wasn't his fault. He shouldn't have been there. But 
you know, it is what it is. Schools do it, and it hurts the shows in the process. So I 100% agree. Don't do the show if you don't have the cast. And I think it's very interesting that you brought that up because we had two casts for that show. We, like, yeah, as we a lot did. of high schools do, they double cast these things. Everybody gets like, not everybody, but more often than not, it was one cast performs Thursday, Saturday, one cast performs Friday and Sunday. And I'm going to use that in the Heights production as an example, because my, our high school, we had very much a diverse student body, like even in our theater, especially in our theater department at that time, it was honestly, I think with the majority, it was uh, probably Latino, Latinx people. And you look at it in the high situation where the casting was dubious to say the least, because Nina, there was, Nina was played by a Greek woman in one cast. And yeah. the other cast, she was Puerto Rican. Uh, Daniela was played by two white women for some reason. And I'm trying to think. There was also, I forgot what, I forgot what Nina's mother was. I called her Mrs. Rosario. One night, white. Another night, uh, Latina. And that begs the question of, why are we in this position? Because that's a case of, it's not like we didn't have the cast. We clearly had a cast. And there are plenty of people who weren't yeah. cast in the show at all who could have done it just as well. So I'm, in, I'm interested to think of what you have in thoughts of what are the directors trying to say when it comes to things like that? Because I can guarantee you that's not the only possible <laughs> instance that that's occurred in all of, at least educational history. I don't think they're trying to say anything. And I think that's the problem. I think you shouldn't do shows that are, um, that have very specific messages when you're, you yourself as a director aren't trying to say anything. Because if you're gonna do a show like In the Heights, which is celebrating the Latinx community, that's what you should be doing. You shouldn't, you shouldn't do a show about celebrating the Latinx community and then cast white people in it. There's nothing wrong with white people. They just should be in another show. Like, not in right. the hype. Like, not, that's it. Like, I'll, I'll take a yeah. white guy playing Benny. I'll take a white guy playing Benny. But that's about it. Like, <laughs> and in the hype. Trust me, we did that too. <laughs> everything else. Like, and that was also a thing. Because that's the only person who is not very specific in, in the Heights. They just say that they're, they aren't Hispanic. That's the yeah. only thing. But obviously, if I were to cast a Benny, I would look for someone a little bit more not white. <laughs> I don't know why. It's just because the unless they just could sing the song well, that's the only thing, the only reason why I would, or sorry, the only character I would cast as um, not Hispanic, or at least have some sort of like Hispanic in them. Because I know some characters in In the Heights are like in the original cast are supposed to be like Afro Latina, things like that. Um, mm -hmm. So that's fine with me. It's just like, I, I think that when you do a show with the wrong people, you're not trying to send a message or you're not really thinking about what this show means. You just want to do it because it's fun or like you think people will come to the show. But like, like, you wouldn't do ragtime, like, okay, so you wouldn't do ragtime with, like, 
Do you guys know Ragtime? Of course. With like, yeah. there's obviously three different races in Ragtime. You wouldn't do Ragtime if you didn't have the people for it. So I don't understand why that, like, that wouldn't apply to other shows overall. Like, I don't, yeah. It's frustrating. Right, or... Or like Miss Saigon. You wouldn't do Miss Saigon without <laughs> Asian people. Like You would think. It, it, it doesn't mechanically work without it, but people don't. Like, like the show should not mechanically be able to operate without these people of this culture in order to represent their cultures. But people try it anyway because I guess they're friends with these guys or like, let's say they were in school and they're like, oh, well, these are the seniors. So let's put the seniors in everything. And instead of trying to put on the best possible show we can, let's just throw all the seniors to, at that wall and hope that they all stick. Or like, you know, like I said before, people are friends and they're just like, oh, I'm gonna put my friend in the show. I'm gonna put my friend in the show. They're not looking for the people who would best be fit for that show. Yeah, and, and kind of transitioning from that, it's interesting you say that because, especially nowadays, this happens more often than not in educational institutions rather than the professional world because in, in 2020, you know, cancel culture, that's not gonna fly, right? More often than not, somebody's gonna find out about it, they're gonna send out a tweet, and then that company's reputation is ruined as a whole, especially if they don't shut it down. But if they do shut it down, then people are going to be more hesitant. So when we're looking at high schools, middle schools, universities, and things like that, is there something to correlate of, well, we're, we're trying to do, I guess that transitions into why are we doing these shows? Why, what are we doing this musical, this play for at this very second with our group of students. Uh, people at least tend to look at it differently. The younger the actors and like the educational institution is, because for example, if you look at that middle school, you're like, oh, well, you know, they can do, uh, they can do. The whiz. They can do the whiz, yeah, exactly. They can do the whiz with, uh, Sally, Tim, Phil, everybody else. Like, oh, nobody cares. And, you know, if you do the Wiz at the Stress Center with, you know, the, an all white cast, obviously somebody's going to be raising eyebrows. But what do you think about that? Yeah. That's probably. My high school I, I, the Wiz next year. I just saw, which I think is interesting. But there are enough people of color at that school to do the Wiz. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm fine with it. But when it comes to like, like we were talking about um, once on this island, there's like a local theater, like professional equity house, like at my in my hometown, and they're planning on doing um, once on this island as their like educational show. And me and my friends who have auditioned for that before have had some thoughts about that because the general audition pool that auditions there are predominantly white. Like if any of us, like any time any of us have showed like gone to a callback there we were usually the only people of color there and i'm like i don't know it's just really concerning when i think about it and like um i was talking to my friend ty about it and he was telling me that he's like he was telling me like oh like he's probably going to talk to the artistic director and like ask him why they chose to do that show because he has a really close relationship with them okay. um so I don't know. I, I think it's um, 
I think it just all falls under the line of like intention, I guess. Um, but even if your intentions are good, I just think there are other shows. There's so many other yep. shows. The road to hell is paved yeah. with good intentions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I. It's just. It's just one of those things where it's like. Like I have a friend who is uh got cast in once on this island, and unfortunately her show's been postponed. The uh, current world falling apart. But like she was even telling me, she was like, I was honestly like shocked at how many caribbean people are in this show like it was a happy thing she was like you know we're finally getting cast in a show that was meant for us you know what i'm saying like it's just it's baffling to me that for so long and so often people aren't cast properly in these shows they're just like i think they may be looking at like oh who hits the notes best oh who can technically do this show better if like a critic is listening and not watching but a lot more goes into emulating a culture than like being able to sing really well you know there's a certain rhythm that you have there's a certain type of feel that it has there are certain movements that you do and a lot of people don't understand that that's why a lot of these shows end up falling flat and people just don't know why and I'm sitting back here like I know exactly why but nobody wants to listen to me you know or you or anybody else because they're so stuck in this way of just, oh no, we're gonna, we're gonna cast you, we're gonna cast you, and we're gonna cast you, and it's like, well, the show isn't culturally for them, but you're gonna do it anyway. Yeah, and I, like, I kind of feel like American theater is not as, like, respected as it should be, like, because when I think about it, you, you wouldn't do, like, a no show, or, like, a kabuki show, or, like, anything, nope. like, what are the what are the Indian shows called? The ones with like the you know what um, I you know what I, um yeah it has been a while but I do know what you mean. I wish I, I wish I knew the name because I don't want to sound like like I, well yeah like no one would dare to touch those things like because they're like sacred yeah. parts of culture. So it's like when you take a uh, like a piece of theater that's so like it's like drenched in culture. People are just like, ah, whatever. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, we'll get it. They'll get the point. And I think that that's yeah. so wrong. <laughs> and I just think that there needs to be more respect placed on, like, theater in general. <laughs> and, like, right. I think actors need to have some sort of respect for themselves as well and whatever message they're trying to send. And if they don't have a message, they need to, like, figure that out. <laughs> like, and it can change with every show. Yeah. But I... I that's the main issue is when you're casting people you need you need to have like a, a clear message about what you want to send and if it's I'm going to do this show that's really supposed to be about um African-American people and now I decided to cast it predominantly white um what does that say yeah, yeah like, exactly <laughs> so I, I think I think it'd be a lot I think I think it'd be a lot better if it were less so of just oh, this show's going to be fun. We don't have to cast for it, but it's going to be fun. Or more, And they more so went with, uh, here's what I have. Let's look at the shows that I can do for these people. You know, I feel like that's a simple solution, especially for school. Because you know who your seniors are going to be. You know who your juniors are going to be. You know all of that information. So you can look at who you've got, and you can look at the shows that match up with those people. And then you'd be able to put on much better shows because of it. 
Yeah. Like a perfect example of that, um, um, the year after I graduated high school, um, there were like, I think there were five rising seniors who were all super locally talented and they were all black and they did um, the show Eight Misbehaven. And that was so beautiful. Like, and I went to go see it because I had some friends in it and then they took it to States and it was so successful that they started like touring the show, like to make money from it. So wow. like, my, the director I had like took, they saw like the rising seniors they had and they were like, hmm, I know that we will not be able to do a show for them, like a big main stage musical for them where they could all be involved. But if I do a show that requires five African-American actors, five black actors, and they're all like, I I have them and they're all like able to do it. Like, I'm gonna give them that opportunity. And yeah, like those like, and I think, I don't, I think they also did Hairspray that year, which is funny now that I think about it. But like, um, (laughs) I just think that that, that's really cool. Like looking at, looking at the people that you have and being like, okay, like what can I do for these people? I think that was a really good point you made. Right. Yeah. Um, oh, definitely. I, I don't need to cut you off. One second. I don't need to cut you off. Yeah, sorry. no worries. We're um, running close to our seven-minute mark here before we have to end the meeting. We have a very specific oh, okay. amount of time. But I just want to leave one quick question as to what you all might think of this. But how do we fix it? Because we're looking at theater as this very tight-knit business. Of it's very hard to break into, especially different communities. You know, it's all about who you know. I know so much about what you know. So, how do you think that we are able to, in the future, as artists of color, be able to break this mold as to how casting should be accomplished and how we're able to also get our voice heard in the midst of that? Easy. Let's make our own stuff. You know, Jordan Peele said, oh, there aren't a lot of roles for us. I'm going to make them. Lin-Manuel Miranda said, hey, there's not a lot of roles for us, so I'm going to make them. I think that at this point, things have become, people have become so set in their ways that really the only way for us to be able to get out of there and get out there and get ourselves heard and all of that is to just make our own stuff. You know, let's just write our own shows. Let's put on our own shows for us, you know, with the shows that we culturally know how to put on. Because then people can't complain about it because it's like, oh, wow, that was really good. I wonder why. Hmm, I wonder if the casting had something to do with it. You look at Black Panther as an example and how everybody got upset because Black Panther this, Black Panther that, people are putting such a big deal on Black Panther. But people didn't realize that we were just seeing that we could do it too. Like I come from a background where a lot of people didn't do theater and theater was supposed to be this white people thing. And it was just for white people. And oh, why are you doing theater? Why are you acting? You shouldn't be acting. You should want to be a basketball player or a football player or a rapper because nobody saw black people actually doing theater. Sure, there was your Will Smith. Sure, Sidney Poitier, although people my age don't really know who he is. But like, as far as the whole was considered, people only saw a bunch of white people doing, you know, newsies and rent and all of that. They didn't see us. So nobody thought it possible. Black Panther and Get Out and Us and In the Heights showed people that it's possible. So 
So I think we need to take that ball and roll with it. I appreciate it. Mel, what do you think? I I agree to you. Well, I agree with you to some degree because I, I do think that it's really important that we go out and make our own things. Because now that I think about it, I think the main reason why I do get cast as the white female a lot of the time is because there aren't roles for young Hispanic girls in shows. Um, but I also don't think it's up to me to make those roles for myself. I think that there are people who have a lot of power in the industry who can take people of color under their wing and give them a platform so that they like 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 young script writers young directors like all of that like I don't think it's I don't think it's necessarily up to us because we're at the bottom of like the the theater like privilege scale so like I just think that it's not it's not all up to us like yes we should be creating our own things yes we should be doing all these things but i think that people with power and theater should be giving platforms to these younger creators or or not even younger but you know like people of color and they should be working with them and they should be hiring creative staff um that are people of color and i just think that that's how you fix it because at the end of the day like we're all gonna root for our people like you know so if we're on the creative staff on like for writing these plays, we're directing these plays, like we're gonna make sure they're being done right and with like the proper intention. So yeah, those are my thoughts. All right, thank you both, I really appreciate it. I think this is a very fruitful discussion and honestly, there are a lot of points that were raised that I think would be very useful. But once again, I wanna thank you for your time and these, I think we've enlightened ourselves a little bit. Right. Yeah. Yep. Anytime. <laughs> <All right. laughs>